Emily Langston, 20, enrolled in the free government insurance program last year after becoming pregnant with the couple's daughter, who is now four months old. Cullen Langston, 22, was planning to sign up for Medicaid in January when it is set to expand in the state. So let's do a quick recap, guys. Let's let's, let's analyze the, uh, the parties here. Two, and I'm sorry, but I'm going to call them kids, 20-plus-year-old kids without jobs have a four-month-old, and these are the good guys. Look, I don't, I don't care what year you I don't care what age you are when you get married. I don't care when you start to having kids. But I do have to say this. If you have them before you're able to support them, that is a stupid decision. And if you have them in a, ma- in a manner by which you think other people are supposed to take care of them for you, that's an irresponsible decision. And so what am I saying? I'm saying that we have immature people making stupid decisions and then expecting someone else to bail them out. And I think that almost sums up what America is all about today. I need my own applause. Where's my applause button? Yay! Applause button. (laughs) Maybe Mike's going to throw it in there for me. Oh, my gosh. I knew my church would bail me out. I need my own. Can I have one of those boxes in here? Man, oh, man. To remain in, back to the article. To remain in school, they would have to buy private coverage. Oh, my gosh. Poor kids. The cheapest option available is the university student health plan, which does not comply with the Affordable Care Act's consumer protections and would require the Langston's to pay, listen to this, $3,125 annual premium. Now, you know, the, you know why they use the big number, the annual number? Because when you divide it by 12, it's $260 a month for a family health insurance plan. Now, I, I got to tell you, if I could get a plan for 260 bucks a month, sign me up. <laughs> I'm paying twice that, and it's not even health insurance. It's, 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 it's MediShare. My Lord. Oh, well, let's read on. Emily Langston said her family, which relies on the income of her husband, earned as a call center operator. And by the way, he's in school too, as best I understand. Cannot afford that. She had hoped to become a teacher, but now intends to drop out of school, and her husband is unsure whether he will attend. Quote, this is Emily, and I'm sorry, I'm not making fun of her in, in particular. I'm just, she's representative of a class of people, of a mindset that has just gotten out of control. But quote from Emily, I'm disappointed that they're showing prejudice against those of us who are poor right now. Close quote. I'm, quote, I'm disappointed that I'm not going to be able to finish school. Now, listen to how we have trained this generation to think. I'm disappointed, it's all about feelings, that they're showing prejudice. There's no prejudice here. They went through a process to decide whether they wanted to open up Medicaid enrollments for the university or not. And it has nothing to do with you being poor, Emily. Heck, you're not even poor. You're going to college, for God's sakes. Well, it goes on. I'll, I'll hit a few more high points here, just so you'll know. But all, see, all that's all sob story stuff. We're supposed to feel bad for the poor student who can't afford something. All of us are supposed to be guilted into, please let me throw money at you, and that'll somehow fix the problem. Now, here's something I found interesting. Idaho uh, decided finally to expand Medicaid coverage to about 70,000 low-income students, including college students. So Idaho, like my own home state, by the way, of Louisiana, was fighting Obamacare and the Affordable Care Act. They did not 
want Medicaid expansion. They thought, and I agree, that Medicaid expansion was a bad idea. We have Dr. Rickasey on the network, another great value to learn what's going on in the healthcare industry and the health insurance industry and the health cost industry. And we have, he comes on and tells us it's the cost. It's the charges, not the cost. What, where do these high charges come from? They come from third party payors. Medicaid is a third-party payer. You are making the taxpayer pay other people's health bills, and so doctors and hospitals and emergency providers and so on charge more because they have a larger, deeper pocket. This woman, this this college kid is arguing for the very things that make it less affordable as she goes forward in time, but doesn't see it. The policy change, back to the article, is likely to push more students into a health plan administered by the Deseret Mutual Benefits Administration, which, like the university, is owned by the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Now, here's where the hit starts to come. You see, here's the hit piece. Um, I told you it's an attack against faith here. They're using finance to attack faith. They don't like. Now, look, I don't care what you think about the Mormons, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. You, you can think whatever you want about them. Pro, con, nothing, whatever. They have a faith. They have tenets of their beliefs. And they did not want to comply with the Affordable Care Act because of them. And yet, we're going to make them. That plan, meaning the plan that the Mutual Benefits Association, the Latter-day Saints Benefit Association, that, that plan limits annual benefits and doesn't cover, here's the hit, birth control. Provisions that would violate the Affordable Care Act, but for a little-noticed Obama-era exemption for universities that fund their own health Plans. See, here's another thing. There's another. There's a hit going on against private industry. They don't like private schools. They don't like private benefit associations. Why can't me and Mike Church and Justin he make our own little group right here and say, "Hey, I'll pay fifty bucks whenever you're sick." Sounds good to me, Dave. Let's do it. Well, will you cover birth control? Why do I have to? We're three men. Well, you got to cover birth control if you have a benefit association. No, I don't. We just made a private agreement. Leave me alone. Again, this is an attack on faith. This is an attack on private pri- private enterprise. Uh, and it's not a story about Medicaid or poor students or, or even the oversexed society that we live in that's producing kids from kids. It's all about you must comply. Remember Dave's little coined expression around here, slave new world? Welcome to it. So Aaron Hamlin, uh, who is this, a health policy expert mm, at Young Invincibles, says, quote, it seems like a loophole and it's pretty misleading to students. <laughs> it's called a student health plan, so you think it would cover comprehensive coverage, and it isn't. And comprehensive coverage is a euphemism for I want birth control and abortions. Come on, Dave. Get with the plan, dude. We've got to be able to have sex as often as we like without any consequences. Okay. They go on for a couple of paragraphs discussing red herrings that are all about Obamacare era, Medicaid benefit, whatever. None of it's really germane to my discussion here. Um, but with one of the underlying ideas here is that somehow if government just spits out of their mouth, everyone should cover – well, you pick the medical thing. I don't know. Oh, abortions for X dollars. Everyone. How, how can a government mandate – really change business profitability or university plans, for an example. In other words, can the government say blue and turn blue into green or green into red just by saying it? That's what they're acting like these days. 